0: Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host Bo Martonic. Welcome to the East Meets West Hunt podcast. This is going to be episode 0 which is just an intro to the East Meets West Hunt podcast and what it's all about. So I wanted just to take some time here and talk solo about what this podcast is about. And first of all, explain who I am. So my name is Bo Martonic. I am the host of this podcast and I am from Pennsylvania, from a very small town in North Central Pennsylvania. I grew up there my whole life hunting in uh, basically in forests, hill country terrain, what we would call mountainous in Pennsylvania. So I grew up in these this big wood setting, hunting and fishing and being in the outdoors my entire life. I I credit that mostly to my dad, my grandfathers, uncles, my my entire family has been a giant influence on me in my direction in in hunting. So from a young age I, I started hunting and just just being completely obsessed with it from a young age. Well once I got into high school and and uh you know sports, friends, partying kind of took over a little bit, I, I wouldn't say I got out of it, but I I, I kind of put it as a backseat for a little while as I went into college. And I, I met some unbelievable friends at college that had same interest in different backgrounds but the same interest as me in hunting and kind of got geared back into it. So anyways, I uh mostly just hunted whitetails. I hunted whitetails in Pennsylvania for the first I'd say 10 years of of my hunting career and hunted whitetails in the big woods, not much farm country in, until college. And just really enjoyed being out there, figuring out these whitetails and everything that, that, uh, that th- these mountain bucks would do and trying to learn their, their strategies. So when I went off to college, I went to Slippery Rock University for safety management and it was in farm country, a little bit different, still rural Pennsylvania, but on, on the Western side of the state. So what I learned there was there wasn't as much public land around. And what I mean by that is land that we all have access to. So whether that's federally owned, state owned, or could be privately owned with public access lands that you're able to hunt, fish, hike, do whatever on without without needing permission or worrying about property boundaries for the most part. So when I was in 2016, I was 24 years old and, um, I think it might've been a little bit before that. Actually, I, I discovered someone by the name of Cameron Haynes and, uh, Cameron Haynes is, uh, definitely well known in the hunting industry. And even out of that now with, uh, with his appearances on Joe Rogan, but, I, when I discovered Cameron Haynes, I also discovered Donnie Vincent at the same time, which these two guys have been a giant influence on me and, and the start of this, this whole endeavor. So when I discovered Cameron Haynes, I found him on YouTube, I believe. And he's doing these videos about you know getting in shape, doing all this stuff to, to go on these backcountry adventures. And up to this point, the only thing I saw... Of western hunting was what I saw on the Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, these guys going out on uh, on these big ranches and hunting elk, and I I just really didn't get into it. I'm not really sure why or or what it was, but it it just didn't interest me. So when I start seeing stuff Cam was doing, I'm like, I, I just liked working out. I just I've always been a guy that liked to be in shape and work out. And then see the adventure side of going into the backcountry the, in the unknowns and everything of the, the Western United States. I was completely intrigued by the whole process and wanted to learn more. So I, I bought Cam's book, Backcountry Bow Hunting, which I would highly recommend. This book changed the way I thought about hunting. I, w- I wanted to get out of that comfort zone. And go to the west. I wanted to, you know, backpack into a wilderness area ten miles like you know, like Cam does or or did, and and really experience everything that he had, the struggles to the to the successes. And that just sparked a fire under me. And I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna hunt elk someday. You know, I kept saying saying that to myself and and then I don't remember where exactly I heard it. But someone said, you just need to do it. Whatever you do, commit and have discipline and just do it. So the the first thing I did then was I just was, you know, extremely motivated as you do when you see a video or you hear someone talk about that. Say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. So I called up my brother and uh my brother kurt martonic he's uh in the military in the air force and i called him up and my cousin mason martonic and i was like guys i i want to go on an elk hunt and for some reason they both said yeah let's do it and i was like wow okay well uh looks like we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go forth with this we got a lot of planning so right off the bat started looking around, looking at different states, seeing what I wanted to do and ended up settling on Colorado. So Colorado was a state that, um, just had the most over the counter opportunities or what was available to me to see at the time. And so I kind of just jumped into it and just started researching as much as I can. And to be honest with you, I was completely lost the resources I found and the material I found was very good now, but at the time it was overwhelming, and I I just didn't know where to start. So, it, it was like I said, it was extremely overwhelming. But I was I was determined to do it. So I did as much research as I could, bought the gear that I needed, talked to a lot of people that went on these hunts, and studied maps, did everything possible to, you know, set myself up for success. And in Cam's book, he always talked about, you know, finding the hardest places where hunters didn't want to go, steepest terrain, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, so that's what I did. I picked the hardest place that I could find in Colorado, which what I thought was the hardest place I could find. And just steep terrain, the topo lines were extremely close together and picked that place to go there. So I uh, I headed west with my brother and my cousin with just the knowledge we had and our limited re- research and you know some preparing and practicing for the experience in the the Allegheny National Forest and some of the state forests in uh, northern Pennsylvania, but it didn't really prepare me for what I was about to experience and I don't think you really can. Be completely prepared for your first hunt until you just do it. That's when you learn. So, anyways, we went, we packed into a wilderness area for seven days in Colorado, showed up at the trailhead, and could not believe how big the mountains really were. I mean, we were kind of freaked out about it with how overwhelming the size of everything was. And I understand why the Western guys made fun of us for saying that the Pennsylvania mountains weren't really mountains but anyways so we packed in carrying way more weight than we needed to and it was a struggle we ended up getting i think we heard a bugle the first night and you know super pumped went to bed just you know fired up and in the morning we we went all through could not find that elk that had bugled that bull and blew out some more elk just, but had an awesome experience for the first time. Like all this information that I had learned from my research was, you know, paying off. I was finding elk and that, that seems to be some of the, the hardest parts of it. So anyways, the whole, the hunt went on and, uh, hit some really, really high points and some even bigger, low points on that trip personally. So on on the mental side of things, I was just worn down. I was you know, I was not the the nicest person, I guess you could say. Uh as tough as that is to admit. I you know, was kind of getting snappy with my brother and and Mason and just not I was just overwhelmed by the whole experience and just wore out mentally. I felt okay physically, but I was just mentally drained. I mean, you go from the hustle and bustle of everyday life to not having any cell service, any interaction with any other people, just no lights, no anything. You're just there. And the crazy amounts of weather um, that you experience from 70 degree days to 15 degree nights and snow and sleet and hail and rain, thunder, lightning, anything you can imagine we experience in those seven days. And when we came out, we packed out and, you know, holding our heads high with the tag still in our pocket, went out to a local pizza shop, grabbed a, grabbed a few beers and sat down and talked about it. And you know what, even though we had, we did not, you know, come out with what we had planned on with that being an elk and elk meat, we had an experience of a lifetime. We were the first ones in our family to head West and chase those dreams. So many people have talked to, of, Oh man, I wish I'd do that. Or I'd always wanted to do that, but never did. And that was huge to me to, to know that we did that and just, just lit a fire under me to want to just continue to do it and actually be successful at it. So that was the beginning of it i i wrote a story about that i just just to basically remember everything that happened on that that hunt so i wrote it all down put it on paper typed it up and sent it to the journal mountain hunting adam yonke who's the editor and also the the host of the beyond the kill podcast he sent me an email and said, hey, Bo, we loved your story. We want to run it in our subscriber story section. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's a pretty cool experience. I never thought of myself as much of a writer. And when I did that and released it, I never could have expected what was going to happen next. So I released it and I got a ridiculous amount of great feedback on it. People were like, that is awesome. You did that. You know, and I figured people were going to be like, oh, you created all this hype and you didn't kill anything. But that wasn't the case. I just had so much positive feedback saying, I, you know, that's awesome. You guys actually went out and did it. You know, I've always talked about it, but never went through with it. And that was huge for me. That was that right there kind of lit something underneath me. And people were asking, how do you do it? How do you plan for it? You know, obviously they weren't asking me how to kill an elk because I, didn't come through with that, but, uh, they were asking me how to plan it, how to do it. And that, that whole thing just, just made me want to do more. I wanted to, to see other people experience what I did because it was tough. It was extremely tough, but so rewarding at the same time. So fast forward a few years, I, uh, started doing some more writing, um, Adam from the Journal Mountain Hunting asked me to become a field editor for their staff and write from an eastern perspective what it's like to hunt the west and and as well as, you know, eastern hunting opportunities and I could not be more thankful for Adam giving me that opportunity to do that. So I I titled that first story East Meets West. And the the more I got into it, like I said, things started happening and more people started asking me questions. How do you do this? How do you do that? I I documented the whole thing. The first hunt we did, we filmed it and put it up on YouTube. And my brother did a great job editing that for, for using a little handy cam. And then, then I just had this idea in my head. I was like, I want to help more people plan this. In the meantime, I want to learn more about it so that I can be successful on these hunts. And I was like, I I started, I've been listening to podcasts since 2014, somewhere in there. And podcasts have just been a huge part of my growth and my material that I was getting to learn about these hunts. So I said, I want to create my own to help people plan these hunts. And, there was, there was nobody that was doing that from the Eastern U S anyways, I drugged my feet. I didn't do anything with it. The idea was just in my head. I just kept writing, just kept writing more articles and just that was just in my head the whole time. So after this last trip out to Colorado, I, I knew I had to do something more with it. In January, I went through the January, 2018 here. I went through the whole process of researching how to start a podcast what to do with it, how to start a business, every aspect of that. And, and just kind of laid it out, learned how to design my own logo and, um, use Adobe illustrator, everything along those lines. And it came up with, I came up with what I have now, East meets West. So my, my why with this whole thing is, you know, why am I doing this? It is to be the resource and motivation to help guys from the Eastern United States plan epic adventures. That doesn't need to be that, – that sounds like something that's going to come with a high cost, and it doesn't need to be. So to throw it on a different side of the spectrum, where I've been hunting in Pennsylvania my whole life, I didn't realize was different than most of the whitetail hunters, they, I just, except for what you see on TV. And on TV and everywhere else, they're, they're for the majority hunting farmland. What I was hunting was just vast acreage of forest. Pennsylvania is home to 2 million acres of public land just in northern Pennsylvania. And that's, for the more, majority of that, is is forest. And dense forest with relatively low deer populations. And our style of hunting at home had a sense of adventure to it and i just didn't pick up on it there's a lot more places like that in the eastern united states and through the midwest and to the northeast and the south that have that adventure aspect you just got to find it you have to figure out how you define adventure and go for it maybe you can't go on an elk trip every year maybe you um you know maybe you have a few kids you're trying to put through college or whatever the case may be um In that case, you can find those sense of adventure closer to home. So I want to be that resource to help people find that adventure, find that spark in them, find that dedication, because when you find it, it's all encompassing in your life. It changes every aspect of your life, whether it's from the physical fitness to get ready for the hunt. That just is overall health for you. So I, I changed up you know, my nutrition, my workout plans, everything it makes you feel better, makes you more alert, makes you Im- improve your mental awareness at your, day, your uh, you know, nine to five job, as well as just personal development and growth. It helps from every aspect of your life, the, these adventure style hunts will improve it. It'll improve your relationships. It'll improve your ability to get through tough times. What you thought was, you know, a traumatic event. And in the past, once you do these style hunts, and I'm not trying to, you know, make them sound like they're just, you know, unbelievably epic and everything, but it does. When, when you go through something difficult in your life, which is something that a lot of us don't do much anymore because our, our life's are so cushioned and our day-to-day lives are just so you know we're in this little bubble almost i mean yeah there's a lot of stresses and everything in life but everything's easy for us we know where we're getting our food every day you can go to the grocery store and grab it we have shelters over our head that keep us warm and dry every night we have tv that keeps our attention and and entertainment at the end of the night we have our cell phones that we're constantly glued to we have computers. I mean, just anything you think of, we live a cushiony life. When you put yourself out of the comfort zone and you're on an, an adventure-style hunt, again, whether that's in the big woods of Pennsylvania or the Adirondacks in New York, or you're in the backcountry of Colorado, it's, it's no different. It changes the way you look at things before. Things that you thought were big aren't as big anymore. Things that bothered you and hindered your life don't anymore. You learn from it. Now, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, adventure hunting is not for everybody. You have to be willing to want to work and you have to be dedicated towards it. But it's worth it. And that's what I want to show to everyone. I want to talk to some amazing people from east to west to north to south. I want to talk to these people that I can learn from and better myself and my personal development and my hunting goals, but also be able to do the same for everybody else. So in reality, I was going to go through this process, whether I was recording or not, but I figured if I'm going to talk to all these people and try to learn the best I can, I might as well throw a microphone on and put it out there for the world to listen to or anyone that wants to listen to it and, go on these style hunts so some of the different topics that we're going to be you know getting into on the podcast just to give you a little bit of an idea see if it's something you're interested in so it's going to be a mixture of interview and topic based so we're going to interview certain people you know talk about them and what what their experiences were but also sometimes you know get into specific topics whether it's conservation topics whether that's gear topics and dive into that, so it's it's going to be a mixture there. We're gonna to talk to talk to top do-it-yourself hunters from across the U.S. and Canada, as well as hunting guides and and also hunting personalities in the industry. We're gonna get a, a mixture of people on here from a whole bunch of different perspectives that hopefully you can take a little bit from each of them and mold yourself into your own version of an ultimate hunter and more importantly, a better self. So those people were going to go into, you know, new hunters, their first time experience out West. I, I don't care, you know, if, if you're a big name or not, I'll talk to you about, or I'll talk to these people about their first experience because those are the ones you learn from, you know, they're not trying to, to, you know, talk, pretty on the camera or on the on the audio i guess and it's just real life experiences as well as what it's like to head west and then dig into you know a little bit more of the eastern side of things and the adventures that we can have in the eastern united states um i I really want to dig into that because that's something that's really a lot easier than we think in our own backyards to be able to go on some epic hunts and, and, or even just family hiking trips that um, are all encompassing of using, you know, our, uh, our public lands or even private lands. If, if you're lucky enough to have that available to you, Appalachian whitetail hunting, that's something that's been a huge part of my life and I want to make a big part of this podcast as well talk about that and then the opportunities out there as well as how that how you can apply some of that to different style hunts and then the more important thing that i think everyone else is going to be interested in is how do you plan these adventures what are you gonna how, how do you do from step one through the end what can you do so that's that's going to be a, a big part of it and it's definitely not gonna be something you can cover in one episode. So that'll be a you know, a growing experience along with different gear choices. So gear is something everyone loves to talk about, including myself. I'm a gear junkie and I'm gonna be realistic with it and talk about what is what I would consider as a necessity and what's a nice to have, but In either case, I don't fault someone for having expensive gear. and I don't fault someone for not having much gear. It's all in your personal preference and what your budget is. And I want to talk a little bit about that, actually a lot about that, and and dig into the gear side of things, what works, what doesn't. And from my experience and, more importantly, from others that know a lot more about it than I do. From the gear side of things, I want to get into – the well, the journal will cover a lot of the the gear side of things, too. We'll do some gear reviews and things on there, but I'll get into that a little bit later. After gear, another category that's going to be a high focus for me is nutrition. And nutrition has been a big part of my life in the last four years and probably actually a little bit longer than that. But realizing how foods can have effects on you, and infect everyone differently. So this, the biggest thing I hear whenever I talk about nutrition, I've written a few articles about different aspects of it. And I get mixed emotions back. I get some people that are really against it and tell me basically that I'm full of shit. And then I get other people that talk about how much has helped them. And the reason why you get those two different reactions are because everybody's body is different. So everybody is different and you react differently. You just need to be able to recognize that and respond accordingly with your diet and your nutrition. I don't really like the word diet because, oh, that's what you hear around the new year. Oh, I'm going on a diet. I got you know, a diet. That's just temporary. Nutrition is a lifestyle. And so I, I want to get into that a little bit and talk to some you know awesome people and experts in that field as well as people that are just testing it out. So that'll be a a real big part of it. And on the other side of the spectrum, fitness, another topic that is, you know, debated heavily in um, the outdoor industry these days. We have guys that are on one extreme, the end of the spectrum that take a thousand selfies in the gym. And then you get the other end of the spectrum that are saying, look, you know, I I have a beer gut and I go out and I kill shit every year and they do. But what I want to get into is and there's no arguing either side of the thing. You know, you can, you can kill, you can be out of shape and kill something. You can. But to do these adventure style hunts, to make it a little bit easier on your mind, your brain, your mental capacity instead of just really busting your balls through it. The better shape you're in, the better chance of success that you have. And I truly, 100% believe that. So I, I want to get into that side of the topic and see and see what other people think about that as well. And I have a l- lot of resources I've met over the years as well as ones that I hope to meet and connect with on this podcast to give some you know input on that. Another aspect is the conservation side of things, which is something that I'm a big proponent of growing up hunting public lands. That's that's something I'm really big on. I've been donating to the backcountry hunters and anglers for three years now. Um, I, I think they may have started a year before that, but I had never heard of them. And now they're very big. They're popular. They're out there. And for a good reason. They're fighting for our right to to use and access and utilize every piece of these public lands that we have to us that we have available to us, I should say. And I I want to bring that to light by discussing different places you can go to train, you know, in, in the Eastern United States, you know, say for example, like I I've done recently going to Shenandoah national park or the George Washington national forest in Virginia And go on a hike or a backcountry trip, camp, take your family out, do whatever that helps prepare you for that next big adventure, as well as just having a good time spending away from the iPad and electronics and, and going from there. Budgeting for hunts. I will be definitely diving into this topic from going into what's a necessity the compromises you may need to make to do some of these dream hunts and that that overall aspect capturing the hunts videography photography i i haven't dabbled a whole lot in the videography side of things i'd like to but when i hunt by myself a lot of times that's that's kind of difficult and i i just i just want to be present in that moment so But anyways, I'm going to get into some topic on that. And I love photography. It's been something that I've been getting into a lot and just continuing to learn. I don't think that, you know, I'm, you know, great at it, but I think I'm improving and I want to continue to improve and I want to talk to people that are going to help me improve as well as everyone else that's listening. Because when you get done from a hunt, all you have left is the memories made and the photos that you took. So remember that. There will be a, a different style of podcast as we get later in the hunting season where I'm going to do day-by-day day updates. So I'm going to release a podcast every day during certain hunts. And this is, this is still in the planning phases, but I think I can make it happen. Release a podcast every day during my elk hunt. Carry my gear with me. Record it. I'm not going to be able to upload it from the field, but when I get back, release them every day so that that everyone listening can kind of see the emotions as they're happening, you know, going through the hunts, whether it's the highs, it's the lows, it's going to be all captured on audio and uh, maybe potentially a little bit of film as well. So that's, that's a big thing to look forward to coming up this fall from East meets West hunt podcast. Also, I have uh, some good friends and some people that I want to bring on to talk about solo hunting and the mental aspect of that. That's a big deal. Um, sometimes you can't find hunting partners, whether that you just don't you know, collaborate with well or you just like doing things your own way. And, and if, if that's the case, then solo may be your only way. And if, if that's the case, you really need to... To learn about the the mental aspect of that and how to ease your way into it because it's a it's a big thing to take on. So that those are going to be some of the main topics of the the podcast, and I'm sure those will evolve. And I hope everyone gives me feedback on that and lets me know what they want to hear because I'm open to whatever to talk about these subjects. I'm not going to be, you know, specifically a whitetail podcast. I'm not going to be specifically a Western podcast. I'm going to be an adventure hunting podcast. And that's what I want to do with East Meets West. In addition to the podcast, a little bit of you know, some extra notes here. I'll have an online journal that I'll be contributing to on a regular basis along with some other well-respected individuals to give some blog updates, some blog posts. Um, To help with, you know, whether it's gear reviews, um, different planning phases of the hunt, any resource that you can go back to quickly without listening to the podcast and get some valuable information from. On the other side of things, I decided it's a little bit off of the other two topics, but apparel. I love hats. I love shirts. I love awesome stuff like that and I wanted to design my own stuff. So, I learned how to to basically build logos, build designs and come up with my own stuff. Well, the the difference between what I want to do compared to what you see a lot in the hunting industry is I wanted to keep it simple and I wanted to keep it I wanted to keep it so it wasn't so in your face. I I don't want to have, you know, just these these logos or shirts, you know, blood all like, you know, fake blood on them with like, you know, looks like, you know, heavy metal death type stuff. That's just not what I'm into and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but what I want to do is create something that you can wear while you're out scouting, on a hunt, traveling, and then out to the bar with your buddies later and it's not something that's, you know, so in your face. It's something that's Casual lifestyle wear that is high-performing enough to get you through those different endeavors. Along those lines, I wanted to find a way to give back to the conservation organizations that, that I had mentioned earlier and I support. So 3% of the proceeds will go to different conservation organizations, such as the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, the Quality, Quality Deer Management Association, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, National Wild Turkey Federation, and more. That's just the start of it right now. All the apparel that I've made so far is going towards BHA and what they have in their fight for public lands. These things will change as I go, and a different apparel will have different um, conservation organizations linked to them. So be looking for a lot more of that as it goes. So if anyone wants some you know, more information on this, check out my website at www.eastmeetswesthunt.com. I'd love to uh, get some feedback on this, get some ideas for some podcasts, and kind of go from there. So I just wanted to start out with an intro episode, introduce myself, who I am, and why I'm doing this podcast. So I hope everyone um, enjoys what I have to come here going forward, and we can grow together as a group and have adventures of a lifetime. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Tonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.